Hello, it is Wednesday, November 11th. Happy Veterans Day. Um, just want to let everybody know that it doesn't matter if you're for the war or against the wars. Uh, you have to be pro the warrior. And I think that's why Veterans Day is so important. I take a lot of pride in the work that I've done with the women and men of our military, both their families, active and vets. Um, great group of humans. I mean, honestly, been through things that it's very difficult to understand if you haven't been there. Uh, anybody that's willing to sign a line saying, hey, I'll do what we got to do to protect this country. Now, uh, does that mean that you have to automatically support the wars and the decisions that are made? Absolutely not. I'm not saying that is the case, whether you do or you don't. That's not for me to judge. But the citizens of our country that sign a line saying, hey, I'll go do what we got to do. Nothing but honor and respect for them. So big happy Veterans Day. Uh, feel free to buy a meal, a coffee, gum, maybe some smokes, whatever yeah. you're looking for, uh, and just say thank you for those people. Uh, and then after they get back, the work has just begun really on, you know, what's that, reassimilating? Assimilating them, yep. Yeah, back into society. And we're very, very thankful for our vets here. And we're very, very thankful for you listening. Uh, if you enjoy the show by the end of it, go ahead and be a friend, tell a friend. If you don't, just act like it never, ever happened. Today we got A.J. Hawk on. Mm-hmm. Today we got Justin Jefferson on. Mm-hmm. Today we got some phone calls. Yeah, Mina T- Kimes as well. Mina Kimes is on the show. Mm-hmm. Mina Kimes in NFL the, Live is on the show. In that very rare air of like her Myron role in terms of you know just being very very smart. I think that's why she has had such great success because she is smarter than everybody, pretty much. But she doesn't doesn't make you feel that way. No. Yes, we have a good show today. Hope you enjoy it. Uh, once again, if you like it, please tell a friend. If you don't, just act like this never happened. Hashtag, Pat, I don't know why I listen, but mm-hmm. Ty Schmidt is picking those winners. How much money are we giving out? We are giving away uh, $500 per, so I don't rem- what'd you say, total? 20 people, I think, so it's $10,000. That's awesome. Pretty sweet. Ty has to go through all those, by the way, so if Ty doesn't pick you, it's him, not me. Hey, a lot of entries, so, you know. Did not expect that, by the way. Pretty pumped about the amount of people that listen. And also pretty pumped about the amount of people that just typed out, Pat, I don't know why I listen. And because we don't understand it either. (laughs) But speaking of listening, here's the show. Let's get to it. Let's take a little trip back to 1918, shall we? Yeah. In the 11th hour of the 11th day of the 11th month. Bingo. Nailed it. Well done. Armistice Day. Ceasefire World War One, which would then go on to be known as Veterans Day, which is what we are celebrating today. Happy Veterans Day, by the way. And I've always had a stance that it doesn't matter if you're for or against the war. Okay, I'm not 100% sure if there's many humans out there that are like, yeah, let's go to war. But like, I don't know if that even matters whenever you're talking about Veterans Day, because whether you're for or against the war, you should always be for the warrior. Now, the women and men that sign the line saying, hey, listen, I will do what I need to do to protect this country should always be held in high regards. And I take a lot of pride in the work that I've done with the military, both with their families, active and vets of the military. I take a lot of pride in it after meeting a lot of women and men from all over the country that have served our country. Your respect for them goes up even more whenever you realize that they're just average Joes that have this thing inside their brain that makes them want to be superheroes for their country. So happy Veterans Day. We are very thankful for 
for the vets. If you see one in the line getting coffee, if you see somebody eating a meal, maybe getting gas, I think it's not a bad thing to say, hey, thank you, and give them a little salute. Uh, pay for their meal, pay for their coffee if you're able to do so. And always remember that your political thoughts should never creep into your respect for the humans that are doing what they possibly can for everybody that lives in this country. So happy Veterans Day. We're very, very thankful, very appreciative, and can't wait for the show that we have for you today. Today, Justin Jefferson, wide receiver for the Minnesota Vikings, will be joining us in the third hour. Also, in the second hour, we have co-host of NFL Live and also uh, Sum Cum Laude of Yale. Um, Mina Kimes will be joining us today. She is smarter than any human we've had on the show (laughs) Her and Myron Roll probably battling yeah. at this time. Mm-hmm. She's co-host on NFL Live. We'll be talking to her today about the NFL, talking to Justin Jefferson. AJ Hawk will be joining us today. We'll be oh. taking your phone calls. one 888 mad 6 It's glorious Wednesday. It's a beautiful Veterans Day. And we can't thank you enough for rocking with us here on SiriusXM and on YouTube. All the boys are here. At Tone Diggs, I just watched an entire mic'd up thing on Mike Tomlin. And uh, I've always liked Mike Tomlin for what he's done for me personally, right? Mike Tomlin has taking care of me in the NFL party. He's the reason why I got in the NFL. He was always very cool to me before every game, during every game, after every game, whenever we played the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, but as we continue to learn more and more about Mike Tomlin, like the mic'd up thing, and as we see um, nobody else really talks about how damn good of a coach he is. Mike Tomlin's becoming an early favorite uh, of maybe one of my favorite coaches mm-hmm. of all time at this point. Pittsburgh Steelers have Cincinnati Bengals this weekend. Mike Tomlin's been around a long time. He's never had a losing season as a coach for the Steelers, which is remarkable. I think it's been 14 years doing so. Uh, Cincinnati Bengals decided to post a video on their social media of TJ Hushmanzada mm-hmm. using a terrible towel, which was created by Myron Cope, double yoy, Myron Cope, uh, the local voice of the Pittsburgh Steelers, who has now passed away, who created the terrible towel, using it as a, a foot rag, basically, disrespecting mm-hmm. the terrible towel. We've seen this before. Lendale White with the Tennessee Titans did something with the terrible towel. He jumped on it, stomped on it, yeah. and then the Steelers won, I think, by 100 uh-huh, the next uh-huh. game. Mm-hmm. Are you expecting the same thing for the Cincinnati Bengals? Mike Tomlin and the boys in Pittsburgh to see them disrespect the Steelers on social media and they're going to go out there and get Joey Burrow's ass. Well, I thought just after they tweeted that, it was a good reminder to everyone that they haven't won a playoff game in 30 years. So. Oh! oh holy also, shit. I... I don't want. I don't believe in in curses and stuff like that. But after they did that last, after T.J. Hushmanzada did that last time, uh, Kimo von Olhoffen snapped Carson Palmer's leg. So I hope that doesn't oh, happen geez. to Joe Burrow. By the way, he changed the rule in the game. It was actually <laughs> deemed incredibly disgusting, mm-hmm. and they changed an entire rule because of it. But I understand what you're referring. And I don't know if they've beat the Steelers in five years. So I just I just thought it was a weird video to put out. But I, hey, I get it. I get it. You're trying to strum up a rivalry that's not there, but. Yeah, that's pretty cool. We'll see how it goes. I love that the Cincinnati Bengals social media team was like, yo, let's mix this shit up. Hey, let's go ahead and get this thing going. We don't have an indoor facility. We do a little bit better on social media. Maybe our digital money can pay for an indoor facility Mm -hmm. for our team. Maybe we can really generate the comeback of the Cincinnati Bengals alongside Joey Burrow, who just got done beating the ass of Tennessee Titans. I mean, this this could be a tough one for the Steelers. And if they danced on the Terrible Towels grave on social media before the game, imagine what they're going to do after they get the My question. My Lord. My question to you is, I was I said the Steelers would probably lose one of these three games against the Cowboys, Bengals, and Jaguars. Most likely the Bengals because they're the best of the three teams. 
and it could have happened this week, but does the players in the locker room see this, and does, does this do anything for the players in the Steelers locker room for any more motivation at all? I would say with most organizations, that means absolutely nothing, that a social media person mm-hmm. uh, who's probably – 21, 22 years old, might not even be from Cincinnati or living in Cincinnati at the time, could be working from home. I would assume in most organizations, somebody would see that and be like, ah, whatever. It feels like the Steelers organization is like a family, like a college. We talked to Brett Kiesel a couple weeks ago, and he said he still goes and meets with the young guys. He takes them hunting. There's still a lot of like OGs talking to the newer team to carry on the traditions. And it feels like the younger players on the Steelers right now have a lot of pride in being Pittsburgh Steelers. And you don't get that in a lot of places, to be honest with you. Normally, business is business. Normally, players come and go so much. But the way the Steelers have operated with consistency over the years, with the humans they keep around, and for instance, this was brought up before we went in, when the new regime came into the Indianapolis Colts, day one or two, they were literally painting the walls to cover up the history of the Colts. I mean, there was photos of Peyton Manning up there, Dwight Freeney, uh, you, Johnny Unitas, that getting painted over, basically, and being like, hey, here we go. It feels like with the Steelers, like they very much appreciate the tradition of being the Steelers. In that Juan Stash story from this past <laughs> weekend on NFL on Fox, where he said, uh, whenever he was about to get hired, maybe for the Pittsburgh Steelers, he was coming from the Dallas Cowboys, and he basically told the story about how we told one of the Roonies, he was like uh, one of the owners, the Rooney, Rooney family's the owners, and he was trying to pitch himself on why he should be the defense coordinator for the Pittsburgh Steelers coming from the Dallas Cowboys. And he was like, uh, I'm used to handling a big stage. I came from America's team. I came from America's team, Dallas Cowboys. And Rooney was like, hey, hey listen, enough with that bullshit. We need to <laughs> And he told once that basically that Roselle mm-hmm. went to Chief, which was the uh, original Rooney that bought the team and pitched after the 76 season or something like that, after the Steelers probably won, and pitched uh, the idea of the Steelers becoming America's team, basically. The first time it was a big, it was going to be a marketing push, like, hey, Pittsburgh Steelers, Steel Town, hardworking town, and they're good, they're rough and tough. Like, this is America's team. And Chief Rooney, with a cigar in his mouth, I guess, looked at Roselle and said, uh, we are America's team. We're fucking Pittsburgh's team. <laughs> and then the America's team, they go down to Jerry Jones, and they're like, hey, Jerry, you want to be America's team? Jerry, you're goddamn right. We'll be America Cowboys. You want us to change his Dallas name out of here real quickly. So I think the Steelers always have had a great amount of respect for the tradition of being a Steeler, and I'm not sure that's everywhere. Um, and it's cool to witness from outside looking in. And when you hear the stories from Kiesel and you hear the stories from the players whenever they talk about older players coming back and seeing them and, and Tom and, and Colbert's been there, I think, since 2001. So for the last 19 years, time. one guy's been running it. That's a cool thing that you kind of have in there. And it feels like this Chase Claypool, I think James Conner even, Juju, it feels like they have a lot of pride in being Steelers. Now, will that change whenever money comes around? Probably. Perhaps. I mean, that happens. But Hines, Bettis, all the guys that – it just feels like the Steelers are that way. So I would think that if the players didn't feel it, there's some messages coming from ex-players that are like, hey, let's not let these motherfuckers off the hook here. Mm-hmm. I know they haven't been good for a long time. Let's do that. And I'm not sure that's everywhere. So I think that's something that's very cool about the Steelers organization. And that Wanstash story on Sunday morning made me die. Not bad delivery either by Wanstash. Pretty good. Not terrible. Not bad. Wasn't bad. Good I don't cigar. know if Yeah, it wasn't bad. It was great. Great story. Uh, at Boston Connor, uh, really nothing to talk about with you guys. 
Nope. Uh, Rob Ninkovich said yesterday, Cam Newton's not the quarterback next year, so I'm going to start wow. watching uh, college football, see who uh, who we're going to draft this year. Yeah, Mac Jones, by the way, could make a big push. I do believe there's three SEC games, including an Alabama game, that have been postponed or suspended due to COVID running absolutely wild on the SEC. Mm-hmm. Uh, Paizon, friend of ours, Michael Lombardi, former GM and now just football guru, basically. The guy has forgotten more about football than I think any other human uh, that is currently in media. He talks to us every Monday, Thursday, Friday on the Hammer Dime podcast. He gives out picks. He doesn't actually do the betting. He's a good man. He put out a tweet that said these Halloween parties are probably going to take out SEC football. Mm-hmm. I didn't even think about that. Halloween. Listen, you can shut down college campuses. Okay, you can do what you need to do. You can tell these kids to lock themselves in their dorms and their apartments or anything like that. Halloween is just like a green flag, a hall pass for every human in college to act like the biggest dumbass in history. <laughs> and I would assume that even COVID and the protocols couldn't have stopped that. And a lot of the players probably were looking out their window, seeing what was popping off and said, we'll go take a little peek down there. And then all of a sudden, bang! Three SEC games suspended this weekend. Probably more on the way. Who knows what's going to happen with Notre Dame. Four SEC Four games. Four SEC games. Four SEC Woo. games suspended this weekend. By the way, shout out to the Big Ten, giving zero wiggle room to move at <laughs> all in their eight weeks. They've already had games postponed and suspended. It's a wild time to be alive. But the quarterbacks of the future are going to be very interesting. Everybody's got that kid from North Dakota. South uh, Trey, Trey, Lance. Lance. Trey Lance. Trey Lance. They have him at number three behind uh, Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields, him. Then Mac Jones is in there, and then there's somebody Kyle else. Kyle Trask has been very good for Florida. That, By the way, that Pitts guy might be oh, fourth oh, pick overall, yeah. maybe third yeah. pick overall. He's a tight end mm-hmm. that in the world that we play in now, the tight end position is paramount. So that Pitts guy, he got killed last yeah, week. I think he might have had seven concussions in one hit. <laughs> but he... When, he's going to be a top five pick, oh, that yeah. guy. And, but I think Mac Jones is going to be a guy that a lot of NFL teams move up. Now, I'm not saying he's going to top Justin Fields or Trevor Lawrence. And a lot of people think, by the way, Justin Fields, potentially NFL career may be even better than Trevor Lawrence, which is impossible to judge right now. Excited to see how it pans out. But I think Mac Jones is going to be a guy that people are going to move up quickly after watching him. Will he be able to have a season, though? We shall see, because Alabama's game currently postponed, suspended. And we already know the head coach beat COVID in 24 hours. Yeah. Maybe all the kids will be able to do that. And, uh, yeah. I don't know how it's going to go. Also, love the kid from BYU. That's the quarterback who I kind of want. Yeah, Zach kinda, Wilson, I think Zach his Wilson. name is. Listen, yeah. I made a lot of money with that BYU team. Yeah. Okay? <laughs> I like that BYU team watching them. I actually called them maybe the best football team on planet Earth at one point. Whoa. They were playing very good football. And that kid is very good. Took a shot at Aaron Rodgers. Yes, he did. Oh, uh, he did. He said Aaron Rodgers has no swag or something like Blue that. Oh, really? He has no swag. The dude is in a denim, denim, denim Come with a mustache. Like, I think Zach Wilson was maybe out ahead of his skis a little bit to make no, a Utah rolling. skiing reference mm-hmm. a little bit when he was talking there. But he's very good at football, and it seems like he does have moxie and everything like that. But just shut the fuck up, kid. Yeah, there's no reason for you. That's a bummer, but he might be perfect for the evil umpire if he's already taking shots at NFL quarterbacks. Him. Legit. <laughs> yeah. legit. He might be a great patriot. He, and that BYU team is legit. Yeah. I think they're only going to be able to play like four games or something like that because they had like a three-week suspension or something like that. Do you think BYU gets a pretty big advantage because like half their roster is like 28, 29-year-old guys? <laughs> great question. Uh, at Ty Schmidt there, Iowa Hawkeye fan. Go Hawks. 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 Gox. 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 Um, they do have a mature team. 
And I thought COVID, with all the distractions, would definitely benefit mm-hmm. the mature team. Most of them already have wives. Some of them already have their families built in. They are all in both on their uh, religion and on education. Right. That is a very mature group. But many would argue that if you can get your team to do that, you should be able to reap the benefit of it. And I think the BYU squad is a very mature team. And I like that team a lot. Mm-hmm. Didn't like the shot at Aaron Rodgers from that guy. And by the way, I like that Zach Wilson kid a lot. Like, I like him a lot. I like the way he plays football. He slings it around. I like the way they play. They didn't take a shot at Aaron Rodgers. Like, well, I got to hate you now. Dude. Unprovoked. Don't, don't want to hate you. Got to hate you. But he's a really good football player. He is good at football. He is very, very good at football. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's up, Tony? All six quarterbacks that we talked I'm just looking at a mock draft. All six quarterbacks that we talked back talked about in this mock draft are all going in the first round. So Yeah, that's what we do, man. Yeah, we know. And obviously, we look that up before we got on the air. For sure. Uh, at Ty Schmidt, Aaron Rodgers Tuesday yesterday had massive fallout. We'll talk about that in a little bit. But it feels like uh, those conversations are getting better and better somehow. When I thought there was a chance they are going to potentially fall off, especially nine weeks into this thing. No, I mean, he's just he's one of the most genuine, you know, down-to-earth guys that you're ever going to meet. He just also happens to be one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. And I'm just glad, you know, forever grateful, really, that you've been able to get him on the show every Tuesday mm-hmm. and that you've been able to showcase that side of him. Because, like I said, being a Packers fan for the last however many years, it's usually the other side. It's, you know, this guy's an asshole. He's a prick. He doesn't want to do it. He doesn't want anything to do with anyone. And that couldn't be further from the truth. It's interesting because when I met him for the first time in real life and started talking to him, and I was probably on some vitamins if I had to guess. Mm-hmm. While he was talking, I was listening, obviously, but then there was a little voice in my brain going, man, I know nothing fucking about this guy. <laughs> like, I, I know nothing about You've been, and I feel like I'm pretty well-versed in knowing of the humans. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Oh, yeah. But when it came to him, knew nothing about him whenever he was talking. And it, the way he was speaking and the things he was saying, I was like, it doesn't sound like you're just an arrogant dick like everybody. It doesn't sound no. like that at all. It, it sounds like you have, oh, okay, I get it. You have a dry personality, so all your quotes get taken out of context. So whenever mm. other people try to quote you, they don't have the a, inference of how it was delivered and what it was supposed to be about. Because if you take some dry sense of humor humans and you just take their quotes and you make it their own, your own, and talk about it as they were being matter of fact as opposed to very different, you could see how he could potentially be painted in an image that was a little bit negative sometimes. Because something could have been taken completely out of context, a complete joke that the commentary goes, yesterday he said that football is easy. Mm-hmm. This is just an easy game. Well, just threw a pick there. It's not easy at all now, is it? And Aaron might have been like, well, you know, uh, the NFL playing quarterback, real easy job. So, like, and you know what I mean? Like, there's a chance that that could have been happening for, I don't know, a decade whenever he was in the NFL, and he just chose not to answer any of it. I love talking to him. And this is, like, the second or third time I've said this during this year because it has been awesome. It has been, like, astounding just to talk to him because the layers to that son of a bitch. Mm Mm-hmm. Hey, there's pretty thick layers there. Like oh, yeah. Ogre. Very thoughtful guy. Yeah. He's very good at football. Very good at football. Spin the ball. Speaking of very good at football, uh, Zito's big poll normally involves oh. Oh. people that are good at the football. Mm-hmm. At Viva Lazito today, uh, the 11th day of the 11th month here in 2020. Hey, Veterans uh, Happy Veterans Day. Hey, what Veterans. is your poll of the day? And maybe did we miss an opportunity to have a Veterans Day poll oh. Oh. veterans players in the NFL? Yeah, Pat, tell me. Um, we can redo it. Nah, it's too late. Can't. It's too massive already. Come on. What's your poll of the day? And uh, the today is a situational poll. Ooh. Oh. Uh, you're on the goal line. Fourth <laughs> on. You need a tutter or you die. Who runs the ball in? 
So right now we have uh, at the last of the pack here, Alvin Kamara at 5%, Aaron Jones 6.4%, Dalvin Cook 16.2%, and Derrick Henry running away 72.4%. It kind of makes sense whenever you put Derrick Henry on there and it's fourth and goal at the goal line because the 285-pound guy you're going to pick every time. Mm -hmm. Unless Bob Spillane's out there to meet (laughs) (laughs) At Nick Moraldo, diehard Steelers fan, talking about old Bob Spokane. Okay. Uh, Derek Henry, probably the right answer here, but yeah. if we're going to go back in time, I mean, if you got the fridge down there, you oh, hand the ball yeah. off to the fridge. Okay? Like Which How about is, the modern day fridge? The bus? It's the basically bus. Derek Henry, by yeah. the way. Yeah, true. How yeah. about modern day fridge? Go on. AQ Shipley. Yeah, why didn't they give him the ball? They should give him the ball. AQ Shipley, friend of the show, uh, backup center for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. He's quick. Been in the NFL like 13 years or something at this point. A long time. Coming out of college, everybody said he was built like a snowman, you know, big belly, short arms. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but he won the Remington or whatever, which is the college mm-hmm. best center, anything like that. So he's always been like an underdog guy from Pittsburgh, Moon Township to be exact, which is where the airport is. He, um, he signs with the Buccaneers because he's been with Bruce Arians for a long time. And every once in a while, I'll get a text from him like, oh, just, like, just wait for this weekend. And this past weekend, I got one of those. And all of a sudden, watching the game, I think they were down like maybe 75 points at this time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you see fucking the round mound of man come in and line up at fullback. And it was like, <laughs> is AQ about to get a touchdown here? Because he was an athlete, by the way. Went into the Western Pennsylvania Interscholastic Athletic League, which is uh, Whippeal, which is our high school league, by the way. He went into the Hall of Fame there for his basketball abilities, not for his football, Whoa. for how good he was at basketball. So he's a round man, obviously. He's six foot one. So in real life, he's very big. But in the NFL world, when you're standing next to D lineman and offensive lineman, he doesn't look as big, but he's got feet. Mm-hmm. He's an athlete. Mm-hmm. He's got hands. He can golf well. And I was like, if this son of a bitch scores a touchdown right now, this is going to be awesome to celebrate, you know? And, and I can't wait to hear him break it down, mm-hmm. what he was thinking. They use him as a distraction, which is a smart play. Yeah. Had him just block uh, the corner coming off the edge. Then they threw it to Gronk. Gronk almost had it. Ball went through his hands, and I thought there was a chance that A.Q. Shipley's uh, touchdown percentage when he was on the field was going to be 100, and I was going to really hammer that home. But instead, they used him as a distraction. And you're right. We should have added him onto that goal yeah. line thing because if you got that guy in the backfield, you hand him to rock on the goal line. Every time. Simple as that. Marshawn Lynch should have been on there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Potentially. There's a lot of gifts under of the, uh, the famous play. When they threw the ball. Threw yeah. the ball. Mm. I can – cakewalk that thing over there. <laughs> and that what he said? What was it a beer commercial? Marshawn Lynch. It was, it was the league, right? Yeah, he was on the show. Oh, maybe yeah. the league. Mm-hmm. He was on the show, and they were like, uh, I can just throw it. Just throw it. I'll just throw it. Man, I can just, just hand it to me. I'll just walk it right over there. <laughs> I can cake it. No, I got to throw it. He throws it. What? The whole thing blows up. Yep, yep. <laughs> <laughs> got to be creative down there. Good times. <laughs> got to be creative times. in the red zone. Hey, not a lot of space down there. You got to get creative down there. Yeah, you know what I mean. Especially when you have Russell Wilson. Let the guy throw it. Let him cook, dude. Yeah, that's what got you here, Marshawn Hood. Yeah, <laughs> gonna get that was a bad goal. decision, man. No, no, no. And, there, and there's a lot of there's a lot of conversation about like um, Matt Patricia. By the way, greatest fourth quarter call potentially in history. He knew it was coming. Yeah. Yep. He actually kept You'd a see certain. It in the dock. He actually he kept a certain. Um, group on the field mm-hmm. 
that was actually on the field for pass because they thought he was going to pass because of something that happened earlier in the game. It was just like one of those situations where the New England Patriots do something. You're like, of course, of course they do. But then if you look deeper from the Seahawks, I guess Marshawn Lynch contract was up at the end of the year. If he scores that touchdown, he's the face of the Seahawks. Like a lot of people were thinking that there was potentially a lot bigger things going on and decisions being made on whether or not Marshawn was getting it. It was like, well, maybe they just got stuffed earlier with the same play and wanted to do play action and just throw the ball. And then it's like, well, didn't work out, did it? Marshawn didn't become the face of the – Russell Wilson became the face mm-hmm. of the Seahawks. And that play is just something you don't even really think about. But, goddamn, Marshawn Lynch scores that touchdown. We don't have to hear Patriots for, you know, one less touchdown, right. one less Super Bowl. Awesome. Yeah, but what a, what a game, what a call. And Marshawn didn't really get stuffed. Dante Hightower barely tackled him before he got to the goal line. And then that next play, of course, instead of calling timeout and talking about it. Yeah. But let Pete Carroll cook. I think what I was, and I did not explain this well enough. When they were in that bunch with that formation on the field, I guess earlier in the game, something. Matt Patricia like oh, drew it out yeah. for okay. like in the third quarter. That particular bunch, that particular personnel on the field, it didn't work. Like they stuffed it. So Matt Patricia said he got a feeling that it was potentially going to be a play action instead. So they kept I think nickel on the field or something mm-hmm. instead of that. And yep. it was, you know, one of those moves that. You know, you look back on it and you go, God damn, Matt Patricia. Best fourth quarter <laughs> yeah, coach in the history of football. Yeah, yeah, probably. You know what? I bet Pete Carroll sees that Lions run defense right now and goes, wow, I should have gave Marshawn Lynch the ball. All right. Mm-hmm. Pat oh, Evan Foxy. He's not lying. He's not lying. Pat Evan Foxy, diehard Lions fan. Let's get to a phone call here before we get to a break here. Brad in Hawaii. What's going on, Brad? Ooh. Aloha. Hey, Pat and the boys. How are you guys doing? I'm fantastic, Brad. How are you? What part of Hawaii? Uh, Oahu. Oh, nice. Oahu. Oahu. Okay. Yeah, out here on the uh, Marine Base. Oh, we appreciate your service. Appreciate you, man. Oh, thank you guys. Appreciate it. No problem. Um, Just want to take a quick time. uh, Talking about the Bears offense, uh, do you guys think it's possibly like Matt Nagy's play calling? Uh, Calling, you know, screen passes and draws on like third and 15 or something that's that's really starting to kill the Bears offense. Yeah, Yeah, I think there's a lot of things that go in there. He did say he is giving a partial uh, play con. Yeah, which is I don't know what that means. An interesting move. You know, it, it, it's always <laughs> like the um, the coaches, the head coaches that don't do any play calling are in the best spot because they can blame other people, right? Dan Quinn down in Atlanta, he wasn't calling plays after last season. He fired all of his coaches, so it was like, well, it, you know, it was it was them. It's those guys. It's, those, <laughs> not me, you know? it's classic save your ass, cover your ass, one hundred and one. If you're a coach and Nagy doing the play calls. There, there's no escape from excuse. Like he, he can't point the fingers elsewhere. Mike McCarthy goes down to the Cowboys. He is not calling plays. Mm-hmm. He's just hanging out. So if the offense stumbles out of the gate because he's been out of the game for a couple of years, he has the ability to say, "Well, Kellen Moore, son of a bitch, ain't calling a good game." <laughs> Bruce Arians right now has Byron Leftwich calling plays, and they're running the offense. So if anything goes wrong, Bruce can blame Tom Brady or he can blame whoever's. There's like a there's a good eye. I don't want to say a good idea, but a good move by head coaches is to remove yourself from blame of the offense and defense if you're not calling it. By the way, if I'm ever an NFL head coach, I'm not saying I am, I am not calling a single play. (laughs) I just want to let everybody know. Mm -hmm. Uh, Just so after the game, when I do my press conference, let's say Ty's the offense coordinator and the offense uh, uh, struggled today, they'll ask me a question about it and I'll say, listen, I'll talk to him about it. I will talk to Ty about it. I want to let him know that his offense today did not work out. Well, I'm assuming there was a plan that they had, and Mm -hmm. they watched hours of film, and there was a reason they were doing what they were doing. But 
I want to let you know, I'm not satisfied with it either. Mm-hmm. And in this particular building, that's the type of shit we don't like. So I'll go talk to Ty about it. I will talk to him about it. The next question. Uh, the defense also isn't doing great. Well, Zito, this motherfucker, listen. <laughs> we had a, you can do a lot of that, right? So, like, I feel like that's why coaches probably do it yeah. and why they come in and don't do it. But you, if you're a player, you have to be like, uh, I'd have a lot more respect if the guy, you know, took a little bit more ownership. Sure. But with Nagy, that offense is stunk with and without him. So oh, I, don't know, come on. I don't know how they're – maybe it's the offense. Maybe Andy Reid's the only one that can run that type of offense because he's goddamn Andy Reid. Mm-hmm. Just like Sean McVay. Uh, just because you hung out with Sean McVay, maybe you're not goddamn Sean McVay. And, by the way, does the Sean McVay offense work consistently? A lot of questions to be asked when mm-hmm. you're hiring an offense guru. Do you think it's hard for Tom Brady to sometimes listen to Byron Leftwich's calls because he beat him like five times while Leftwich was <laughs> in the league? Or do you think he just listens blindly? I would assume, you know, they say those who can't do coach, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I would assume that Byron Leftwich and Tom Brady have a great respect for each other. I've never talked to either of those men. <laughs> Not a once in my entire life. Now, granted, Tom Brady did send me his new shit. Oh, hey, now! I'm going to let you know. I don't know how many people got these shades, but I do know I'm one of them. Whoa! Where are these from? Uh, da- Denmark? Uh, yeah, I think so. Danish. It's a Danish product, yeah. I'll tell you what, the goddamn Danes, I don't know how much sun they got over there, but they do it right with the sunglasses. <laughs> Tom Brady and the Danes did it right. They look good. So although Tom and I have never spoke personally, I do have a lot of trust in his process. <laughs> And Byron Leftwich, although he and I have never spoken either, I would assume that those two are getting along even more so because they played against each other. Because Byron probably speaks to him like, hey, you remember when you used to do boom, 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 you beat us by like 50? There's a lot of probably self-deprecating things Mm -hmm. that Byron can say that like, and Tom probably, I bet you they have a lot of respect for each other. Mm. Now the Bruce Arians stuff about everybody, anybody can get it on that roster is very very interesting. (laughs) I did not expect that. I think going into this season, that was something we could not have wrote down as like things to expect in the 2020 NFL season. Bruce Arians is not going to give a single fuck about anybody at any time or anything. He will bury you. And Tony Brown needs to get less snaps. <laughs> Mike Evans was open. Fucking Tom wasn't throwing the goddamn ball. Yeah, our defense stinks. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. it's awesome. As <laughs> like a sports show, it's awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm intrigued to hear how the inside of the locker room is handling it. People that maybe are brand new to Bruce Arians have never been around Bruce Arians before, what it's like. But they got to figure it out. They know that. If they don't, everybody's going to talk about it. So sorry to interrupt. I just want to let you know that if you're not gambling with the greatest sports book on planet Earth and the moon, FanDuel Sportsbook, then you're completely wrong. You're completely wrong. You know, there's some things that are debatable. Sure. Who's the best quarterback in the NFL? Aaron Rodgers. But some people come and say Russell Wilson. Some people then go to bat, obviously, for Tom Brady. Patty Drew, Mahomes. Drew Brees. There's a, that is a debatable thing, depending on which stats you choose to look at every single day. For me, you know, eight interceptions in the last 40 games is one that should be talked about. Uh, Patrick Mahomes' stats are incredible, obviously. Mm-hmm. But then you got to look at the weapons that he has. And they, I mean, there's just so much that goes into that. That's why it's debatable. There's no debate the FanDuel Sportsbook is the greatest sportsbook on planet Earth in the moon. There's no debate against it. No, there's not. You Be- can try. Best odds. Mm-hmm. Easiest app to use. Yep. They refund money if they feel like people have gotten fucked over. Do it all the time. All the time. Makes no sense. Terrible for their business, I assume, but we don't care. Mm-mm. And they're good humans. Yeah. Great humans. 
There's some stories going around about some other places that are potentially in the same world, not great humans. I just want to let you know the reason why we're in business with FanDuel is because they are good humans. Stand up, guys and gals. We had opportunities to obviously work elsewhere. But once I met the FanDuel humans, I was like, you know what? Good people. Great app. The app is untouchable in the department. Mm -hmm. Convenient to use. The odds are better. That means the money you're betting, you're getting better odds on them, which means you're winning more money. Um, obviously only bet what you're willing to lose or win, obviously. Right. Don't go crazy with it. Uh, but it is something that just makes games much more enjoyable. Maction last night I was watching, dialed in. Mm-hmm. Kent State minus 20 and a half or something like that. How you doing? Keep it moving. There's just so much that makes a game better that FanDuel adds to it. The player props. How's this player going to do? There's so They have a show called More Ways to Win because the amount of bets that you can put in on one particular game is endless. And they have single-game parlays, which means you can turn $5 into $1,000 if you have a good feeling on how a game is going to go. FanDuel is the greatest sports book on planet Earth and the moon, and there's zero questions about it. We just entered Tennessee. I believe we're going to Michigan very, very soon. Mm-hmm. Can't wait to get there. And then we're going to go on to Iowa in Ohio. Yeah. What was that guy's name? Our Dean. Our Dean. Anyways, we're making our way to you if we're not in your state yet. And if we are in your state, please have a good time with us at FanDuel Sportsbook. It is a blast. We're winning a lot of people a lot of money with the Hammer Don Show with our picks. And let's continue to enjoy the hell out of this 2020 NFL season. What do you say, Ty? Yeah, absolutely. You look at a lot of these, you know, just regular Joes. I wouldn't say they're big time, you know, gambling uh, insiders or anything like that. People are, you know, putting down five bucks, winning, you know, two grand. Raking. Yeah. Now, you will potentially lose that five bucks, too. Parlays are very difficult to hit. There's a lot of things that have to happen. But if you have a good feeling and your big-ass brain wants to make a little money, let's go ahead and do it. Mm-hmm. Holiday season's coming up. Let's make a little extra cash with our friends at FanDuel. Uh, let's enjoy the hell out of it. And let's be responsible about it all. Shout out to FanDuel. They're also setting me up to do something really awesome here in, like, the next month. Mm-hmm. Keep <laughs> your eyes peeled. Really awesome. Doesn't make any sense, actually, why it's happening. But FanDuel is the greatest partner we had, and uh, we're very thankful for them. Yes, we are. All right, let's get back to the show. Ladies and gentlemen, joining us now is was the 22nd pick in the 2020 NFL Draft. Played at LSU. So far, he has 34 receptions for 627 yards and three touchdowns. Ladies and gentlemen, from the Minnesota Vikings, Justin Jefferson. Yeah! yeah! What's good? What's good? <laughs> hey, you up? Yeah! yeah. Um, we talked to you before the season and I I think the only thing I really remember from that whole call was that all you kept saying is I gotta get better I gotta get better like you were just worried about working you weren't even thinking about oh I'm in the NFL now what are we gonna do you're just like I gotta get better I gotta get better Uh, what has the NFL been like now that you're there rookie season's going well now granted you guys are turning things around here we go you got Dalvin Cook rushing for 7,000 yards in two fucking weeks somehow but you guys are really getting going what has it been like transitioning into the NFL as a wide receiver it's been great. Um, I, I kind of got to give credit to LSU for preparing me uh, to play at this level. And um, just playing against guys week in and week out, uh, you know, top caliber, top, top caliber guys. Nailed it. And, uh, I mean, this NFL experience has been great to me, and uh, I'm blessed to be here. Hey, listen, you just got a text probably from somebody at LSU saying, hey, we wish you were still here. We stink now. <laughs> what, do you, what do you think is going to happen with uh, – um, I mean, they have a lot of young guys on the team. Uh, you know, 
a lot of guys left after last year, uh, a lot of juniors, seniors. So uh, they have a, 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 a class that's, I mean, pretty much freshmen and, and sophomores majority. Uh, so I mean, you gotta, you kind of gotta give them time to to soak it in and uh, to get adjusted to college level. Your time at LSU, I mean, everybody knows Jarvis was there, Odell was there. Saw both of them on the sidelines for the national championship. Saw them with you guys, like almost as a family. Odell's been banned for two years, and the big thing was like, will that change anything or whatever? I think it is a big deal that Odell won't be around the program, right? It feels like LSU, especially in the wide receiver room. I'm not sure everywhere else. It's like a generational thing, like. You guys all kind of look out for each other. Am yeah. I reading that right yeah. from outside or no? Um, and that's definitely right. Um, I mean, he came back and, and supported us. Uh, Jarvis, uh, DJ Shark, Russell Gage. So those guys definitely uh, was in our ears and, and, and was preparing us to, to play at our best abilities. But uh, it's exciting to see those guys on the sideline and uh, especially a, a person and, and player like Odell not being able to, to go there because he's banned. Uh, I mean, that's, that's that's a sad sighting to see, but, you know, they, I mean, it is what it is, I guess. Yeah, there's really nothing anybody can do about it because once the NCAA makes a decision, or I think LSU made it, I don't know who it was, it's kind of set in stone there. Now let's get back to your Minnesota Viking time. Adam Thielen uh, in that wide receiver room. He's been around for a few years now. I assume he's the veteran in the group. What has it been like working alongside him, and does he have the best or worst gritty in the history of the gritty? <laughs> Uh, I mean, it's been exciting to, to uh, have him mentor me and uh, um, really just share his knowledge. He's been in the league for for eight years and uh, has plenty of information and uh, experience that, um, you know, he can give me. So he's definitely been that big brother uh, to me on the team, and uh, he's been guiding me throughout this whole this whole journey. He's cool, man. I got a chance to play golf with him. He was one of the most competitive humans I've ever seen in my life. And... <laughs> He hit a three wood, uh, like three hundred and like eighty yards or something. Yeah, he's incredibly athletic. It, it was a shame, and we told him this whenever he came on the show, that his gritty was so terrible. That first one, he was all jacked up. He said he was all jacked up. He couldn't figure it out. Do you know? Definitely terrible. Yeah, he was. Yeah, the, that that dance, by the way, has captivated the entire. The dab a couple years ago was good. Uh, the gritty though has really taken over everything at this point. Yeah. You, I don't want to say you put this guy on, but. I mean, you had to feel like you potentially helped this whole thing out. How do you know Gritty, and how did the whole thing come to be? Uh, well, I know Gritty. Um, some some guys on the team had went to school with Gritty, and, uh, uh, you know, not a lot of people are from New Orleans on the team. So, um, you know, I've seen some of his videos, some of his dances, and, um, you know, I was the main one really hitting it. So, uh, you know, a lot of guys on the LSU team love dancing and love, you know, just cl clowning around. So, um, you know, I just – us and, uh, you know, me, Jamar, and, and a couple other guys decided, you know, we was going to do it for our touchdown dance. So, um, you know, ever since I, I hit it during Texas, uh, it started being on SEC Network, and uh, it just started getting bigger and bigger. Just uh, people are already talking about this wide receiver class as potentially being one of the better ones of all time. Do you guys is there is there a wide receiver group chat from this draft class? You guys keep in touch or anything like that? <laughs> nah. Uh, um, oh, that, lost that you're drafted with. What is he? Oh, he's, it seems like my fault. Oh, you know, there's there's no. It was going good. Yeah, mm -hmm. it seems like my fault. It was going good, and then you ask a question, man. So we oh, should geez. reboot the call just in case. Because there was – and joining us now, by the way, uh, A.J. Hawk. Hey, 
Hey, Jay, man, we were, you were supposed to come on at 1.30, and I did, I don't know if you saw it, 1.54, I remembered that. That's 100% my fault. I did. I, I, that's what, uh, I was up here early to allow me to watch 30 minutes of your show. I was hoping to get some fantasy advice from Diggs, but I didn't get any. Well, right. uh, thank but, you for right. watching the products, by the way, and Diggs is a very good fantasy football player. <laughs> um, you, big fan of NFL Live Daily, uh, I wanted you to, that's why I wanted you on whenever Mina was on. Mm-hmm. What did you take away from that one, and uh, what is your favorite part of NFL Live, AJ Hawk? My favorite part of NFL Live? Oh, man. Well, Orslovsky is good. Obviously, we know Dan working the tablet, working the screen like uh, like our guys from the election coverage. Mina, I, I watched her interview with her. I mean, I think it was good I wasn't there to try to, like, I think it was good just you and her going back and forth. She's very, very smart. I guess I didn't know. I didn't know all of her credentials. Me neither. Learned it this morning. Didn't even know what that fucking word was, by the way. Summa cum laude. And that was, Myron Roll was on the show, right? Exactly. Huh? Second place? No, 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 no. no. no I think it's just like top 0.01 percent or whatever of yeah. GPAs. Uh, we should have this conversation though, maybe after Justin Jefferson is back. Boy, man, thanks for figuring it out. Um, his question about you though, or to you, was this rookie class of wide receivers looks damn good. Like, are you guys? Are you viewing this as competing against each other? Do you keep in contact with each other? Uh, do you know any of them outside of the LSU crew? Um, I mean, always was it was a competition, especially during college. Uh, so I mean, we follow we follow each other on social media and stuff now. But um, I mean, I feel like it's always going to be that competition, and uh, us always just trying to, to try to outdo one another. But uh, it's much respect to those guys. Those guys have been performing at, uh, at their best abilities, also. And um, I mean, this class has been looking great. It doesn't make sense how easy you guys have made it look. Mm-hmm. It really doesn't. It's not supposed to be like that. At least two of you should be fucking bums. And you're not. <laughs> it makes no sense. You know what I mean? AJ Hawk, by the way, is the other Caucasian male on the screen that you see there. He played at Green Bay for a long time. Justin, hey, uh, I'm just curious about your time. I know we, people love to ask you about Coach O and LSU, but are there, are there any similarities between Coach O and Mike Zimmer? Um, both love to win. Uh, both hate, hate losing hate losing and uh i hate losing as well uh that's why i can connect with them and i can feel um you know how they feel uh even more than everybody else because you know we're they're so competitive just like me and um you know we just hate losing we hate um just being on the losing team having a losing season so uh we're all just looking to 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 shake this uh season back right and uh to go back on a on a winning streak being ultra competitive seems to be a trait that a lot of people that are in high places have um with you just talking about being on a losing team there for a little bit and you guys seem to have right the ship by the way it, that it's been awesome to watch that whole thing happen what has the vibe been like now this is your first year in the nfl so there's no way you could compare uh the nfl locker room to this particular season as opposed to another right. nfl season but what has the vibe been like has it been more business than you expected it to be because all through high school college it's like you kind of ride the wave and in the nfl it's right. like hey we got to move on here what has it been like kind of experiencing the highs and lows of the nfl in your short career thus far um i mean uh just losing and uh just just trying to trying to shake back from i mean i'm just not just not used to losing at all um especially after last year uh 
but uh, I mean, this year is just it's just different. Uh, just not having fans, not having uh, screaming people in the, in the stadium. Uh, it's a little different. So you got to bring your own energy, bring your own swagger uh, to the games. Because I mean, to be honest, it feels like practice. It feels like a scrimmage. Uh, but I mean, once once we bring that energy and, and play um, with that high tempo, then uh, we're, we will play great, just like we did these last two games. Nice. Justin, is it is it a benefit when you don't have fans there to where I'm sure pre-snap you can hear your coaches on the sidelines if they want to make the <laughs> jump yes. wrong, you're lined up wrong. Is that a benefit or is that a detriment to your team when you can hear everything? Um, It's both. <laughs> both. Um, just because, I mean – I mean, it's it's kind of tough not not having those fans in there. So um, you know, fans bring energy, brings excitement, uh, brings adrenaline. So um, all of that you don't have anymore. So um, now you just have to to come prepared, come ready to go, and uh, just you know, in your own little zone. So it, it's definitely different, but um, I would say it's a little better because the co- communication between you and the offense, uh, you can hear everything. Uh, uh, but you know, it would it would be way better if we had fans in it. Has there? <laughs> hey, by the way, that sounds like a common sentiment. <laughs> every every football player, I couldn't even. I mean, I had to hit zero people. I had to do absolutely nothing that involved getting energy or juice or having a little bit of adrenaline. But I couldn't even fathom what it's like walking into a, just a completely dead silent stadium and being like, yeah, this matters. Like this matters a lot. Like that has to be hard to be like, yo, this is a lot different than what I was just doing on Wednesday and Thursday. This, even though it feels the exact same, this that's right. going to be interesting. And by the way, I think the adjustment back into a lot of fans is going to be interesting for some people too. Yeah. It's going to be like a, yeah. a rebaptism into a, a full blown uh, stadium. Um, Justin Jefferson, any hobbies you've picked up in the off time, or is it just film? You just hang out. You you do play video games. Do you play cards? Do you play dominoes? Yeah, I play video games mostly, um, especially with uh, some of my friends back at home and uh, some teammates. So uh, they kind of been giving me, uh, you know, a little excitement uh, after practices and a long day. So. Uh, that's what I've pretty much been doing with my time. Yeah, because you're not allowed to do anything, right? You have to go to work, then you go home. Then you yeah. don't don't talk to anybody. Put a mask on if you even talk to your mom, okay? We don't, <laughs> we don't need you doing – no, you have to do that. And then you go back to work, then you go home. But that's like kind of the expectation. And if the season yeah. – if the players want to yeah. maintain collecting checks and everything, that's what it has to be. So I would assume that like the video game escape there is a massive part of your well-being throughout this entire season. Oh, 100%. I mean, and I feel like that's that's one of the reasons why college is, is having a little bit uh, a harder time to, you know, stay under uh, COVID protocol and everything because, you know, college students love to, to do extracurricular activities <laughs> and uh, they just, you know, to love to go out or whatever, but uh, not me. Hey, uh-uh. nah, not uh-uh. me, no. Justin. Okay, I took college serious. Okay, I've been in a bubble for a long time. <laughs> That's, <amazing. laughs> That's what they all say, right? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Hey, AJ. Justin, you ever see Zim? Does Zim ever peel his shirt off and, and run around the facility like uh, Coach O would do on campus? <laughs> well, the day I see that, the day I see that, it's gonna it's gonna have me on my toes. But, uh, <laughs> no, not yet. I, I'm looking forward to seeing. If it, if it does happen, though. Well, he's a big defensive coach, right? Does does he have much interaction yeah. with the offense? Have have you and him had a relationship? I mean, being the first round pick, that's a quite an investment the team put in you. Has Zimmer and you had had a relationship at all, or is it kind of business because you can't because COVID? Um, 
a little mixture of both. Um, you know, we, we talk a little bit during practice and uh, just saying what's up to each other, um, you know, as we walk by. But uh, it's kind of been more of a business thing. Um, you know, it doesn't really they, – they don't really look at me as, as a, a rookie anymore. Um, they look at me as a, awesome. a, a player that – that can bring some uh, potential to the offense and, um, you know, make some big plays. So um, I feel like coach has just been treating me like everybody else in the locker room. That's awesome. That's great to hear. Hey, uh, good luck for the rest of the day. What do you got? You got practice? You got anything else going? What do you got today? Oh, we, we just finished. We just finished practice. So, you know, I'm going home back to the video game. <laughs> Hell yeah. Hey, big Wednesday. Okay. This is install right. day. Hey, did you make yeah. any, did you do anything sweet today? Do we have any highlights potentially that we could talk about or is just another, Come see, come saw day, Justin Jefferson. You know, it's it's another day. It's a it's another day for me, man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we appreciate you. Good luck. I think you're on Monday Night Football against the Bears. Big divisional yeah. game. Have a have a good one. Stay locked down because it takes all of us. And we appreciate you joining us, man. Watch out. Appreciate y'all for having me, man. I want to let you know. Whenever we say it takes all of us, we're not talking about us. It, we have to do nothing. Right. Mm-hmm. You you have to stay in your house forever. Yeah. <laughs> okay, that's what we're talking about. Ladies and gentlemen, Justin Jefferson. Thank you. Yeah! Good dude. Stud. Yeah. yeah. Good, good football player. Good dude. Yeah. Very good at football. AJ, sorry. I mean, you were supposed to be on one third. <laughs> supposed to be on earlier today, and this is the latest he's been on. Wait, this is a tough. This is a tough Wednesday, AJ. I apologize, pal. Good questions, though, for Justin Jefferson, even though you missed the first half of the conversation because we couldn't figure out the fucking tech. Appreciate you, man. Hey, I appreciate you. I got to watch. It, it, it Honestly, it's fun watching when I'm not – you don't have to count on me to chime in. Like, it's kind of fun just to enjoy the show. Um I hope so. By the way, I hope that I hope that continues. You know, like I hope I hope that continues for people. It'll stop. You know, it'll happen at some point. But I hope that does continue. Before we get to the break here, which we have to get to, and then we'll take some calls and uh, talk about everything happening in the world uh, on a Wednesday in the middle of the league, which nothing happens on Wednesday, mm-hmm. so we'll, we'll figure it out. But um, as Ryan Phillippe got back to you after calling you a bold faced liar Ooh. yesterday on this show, AJ. As far as I know, he has he has not gotten back to me. I'm, I'm still. I guess I'm waiting. Does he know TikTok? TikTok, pal. Does uh, Does Ryan Phillippe know that the Crimson Chin, the national champion, the Super Bowl champion, the man who has delivered no less than 200 concussions and never received one, is waiting on the other side of the Twitter machine for him? Does he know that AJ Hawk? Uh, no, I don't think he does know that. But what he does, he is aware of from a little bit of research I have done, is that he has a new show coming up that he's going to be promoting or he already is in the process of promoting. Oh, so, so you're saying... Uh, you're, active. you're saying, hey, maybe come do a little marketing. Let's clear up this little situation on who misremembers what. Put the swords away. Put the swords away. Mm-hmm. Maybe you and Ryan Phillippe, who I thought was Ryan Gosling, could become friends. Yeah, I mean, if Gosling is a fan of the show, then, yeah, then yeah, we know you... That made, would be you huge. I got real pumped yesterday. Yeah. I want to let you guys know, I don't know much about that world, the heartthrob world, but whenever you guys said Ryan Phillippe, and I thought it was that guy that was with Steve Carell in that movie, mm-hmm. I was very pumped for where we we are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. From where we started to where we are, if, if that was happening, I was very pumped. Ryan Phillippe, by, by the way, still big, I heard. Stunned. Oh, yeah. Heartthrob of his own. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Great act. He's got a brand new show coming out. What happened? He punked Aaron? Or you? What happened, did you say? What did you say he did? No, I just said I, I was using him to ask Aaron a question about, like, stars that may have big-timed him. So is Ryan Phillippe telling the truth, or are you? Tell the truth. What do you think? 
I don't know, Ryan. I, I didn't even know Ryan Phillippe existed until like yesterday. So I mean, that's not shocking. Like you, you don't know people in your life exist. Like you forget about them instantly. So, whoa, whoa, whoa. AJ, that oh. is not true. AJ, tell the truth. I keep my circle very small. What's short-term memory like? You think? My short-term memory? Yeah. Top five. Top five. Top five. What happened today? What happened today? <laughs> I came in here and fucking had a great conversation with yeah. a couple people, man. That's what I did. And then this morning, by the way, I read a story about Sergeant Stubby uh, at Further Brand on Instagram. Yep. About a dog oh, that man. was a World War One hero, mm -hmm. basically, on this Veterans Day at Further Brand, uh, which is a foundation my lady has put together to help, you know, rescue dogs and, and things like that. They've donated a lot, a lot of cool things told the story of a couple war dogs today. And this one, Sergeant Stubby, was awesome. I was almost, this little mutt, this little mutt got rescued over there. Yeah. Gets smuggled into war by the owner, basically. Mm -hmm. Has zero war training. Zero war training at all, this dog. None. Just like a mutt, kind of roams around. As soon as it gets there, wins over an entire platoon. Whew. Okay? Wins over an entire platoon, so now they need him there. They get a, like a, uh, an acid or poison. Mustard gas. Mustard gas attack, which knocks them all out. So they all go into the hospital, okay? Sergeant Stubby's on like a, 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 a thing, a mask, and their entire platoon gets taken out. They would go on now, and he would, since it knocked him out earlier, he would sniff out mustard gas and alert the, the boys in the opposite direction. Wow. Sergeant Stubby just started saving lives. Sergeant Stubby found like a, a German spy all by himself. Mm -hmm. I would assume old Sergeant Stubby is walking out to take a piss and just goes. Yeah, <laughs> just right here, this son of a bitch. It's just right here. AJ, you haven't even said happy Veterans Day, dude. Do you even care? About Sergeant Stubby or the women and men that have served our military? Yeah, of course. I mean, that's the first thing I did when I woke up this morning was give thanks to all the veterans, the, the men and women that protect our freedoms. I don't have to. Listen. I don't have to pander here on a prove it like you do, Connor. I just want to let you know that the first thing whoa, whoa. me and Connor do in the morning, every day, is we thank the Lord for sending His Son to die for our sins. Hell yeah! Then immediately Hell after yeah. that, we then thank the vets. Ain't that right? That's right. I called my grandfather. First thing I did this morning. Well, you? after you after pray. You. Yeah. After you prayed. Well, you know, my grandfather, me and him usually share a prayer together. Oh, see? Uh, That's how he celebrates Veterans Day. That's nice. That's how you do it. <laughs> Connor, you are very quick on your feet. I mean, I'm just telling the truth, my friend. That's when he's at his best, by the way. That's why you just got to attack him. Because the way he can deflect is maybe the best in the history of media. Maybe the... I'm going to start putting him in that. The way he can deflect blame away from him is... Next, I assume it is a pain in the ass in every other walk of life, right? <laughs> if you had somebody that had disability, but this ability this kid has is special. It is a office. it is a gift. Yeah. This guy, you're not deflecting when you're telling the truth. Yeah, exactly. There it is. Well, to attack Connor, like Connor is doesn't sit back and and just he's not passive. Like he's attacking. He's going to go for the throat if you even say anything near that. Connor would assume could possibly be offensive to him he is coming right back at you bingo right. and by the way whatever you said that was possibly offensive he's going to use that to attack somebody else and then what he's going to do for you is coming on the other side because whatever you said to him that's going somewhere else mm -hmm. before that thing even makes it halfway that thing's getting shot in a different direction you even see it you ask me me you should did you hear it just immediately it's awesome it's a gift for this show it's good for mm -hmm. this show but I bet his parents had some days. I got kicked out a few times. <laughs> <laughs> hey, how are you doing? Pretty good? Pretty good, yeah. How's your skin? Could it be better? Could it be better, yeah. How's your hair? Could it be better? Yeah. 
How's your? Uh, do you have cold sores? No, I don't. Yeah, but if you did, but if I did, yeah, I'd want to get rid of them. Okay. How about your sex game? Does it last as long as it should? I mean, it could be better. Probably right. There's one company, a men's health brand, that can help with everything that you possibly imagine to be the best male that you've ever wanted to be, and that's Roman. Roman has everything you could possibly want to become a better you, better skin, better hair. Uh, I don't have a cold sore thing either, as do you, but if people do, they have things for that. They have literal answers for every potential issue you could have that's keeping you back from being the best male human you could possibly want to be. Mm-hmm. It's a men's health brand uh, that takes care of everything you could possibly need. And also, what we want to push you to buy is something that makes your sex life last a lot longer. Roman Swipes is the name of the game. And what you do is you go to uh, getroman.com forward slash Pat. You go to the Roman Swipes. Uh, you'll get free two-day shipping, by the way, mm-hmm. when you go to getroman.com forward slash Pat. You'll have them by the weekend if you order today. Yep. These Roman Swipes will show up in discreet packaging at your front door so nobody knows what it is no you pull it out of the discreet discreet packaging these things are small enough to fit in your wallet your pocket anything so nobody even knows that you have a tag team partner in your back pocket front pocket wherever the hell you keep it at right before you're about to make love mm-hmm. right before you're about to beat cheeks right before you're about to go to Pantan. right before you're about to lay the smack down right before you're about to <laughs> Yeah, that's not that's not one. Yeah, uh, I don't think you're in the latest. Well, you could. I mean, I, I guess. Mean, maybe I get. Depends what you and your partner are into. But mm-hmm. right before you're about to make love, there fornicate, you, uh, you know, break bed things, mm-hmm. blow backs out. You know what we're talking about. Yeah. You take the rum and swipe out of the package that you've had in your pocket. You rub it on your kit and caboodle. It'll dry fast. Then you go ahead and you start making love. And the good thing about the Roman swipes is they will not transfer to your partner. So they will have no idea that you just used a performance enhancing swipe. And the sex life you're about to have is about to be longer than it has ever been in your entire life. It'll be a not you'll still feel good, uh, but it will make you last much, much longer. Shout out to Roman. Shout out to Roman swipes. Shout out to you for saying, hey, I want to put on a show in the bedroom whenever I go. To pound town. Bingo. GetRoman.com forward slash pad. Not only can you have longer, better sex, but also anything else that you're potentially ailing from, they can take care of. Shout out to Roman. Shout out to you. Shout out to this show for potentially telling you about this thing, which we don't shout out us, us much. Not, not often enough. But shout out to us for telling you about Roman swipes. Have longer, better sex with our friends at Roman. Back to the show. <laughs> Joining us now is one of the co-hosts of NFL Live. Um, she has her own podcast and at Yale she was summa cum laude which Ooh. means the smartest I normally only like to talk to valedictorians but joining us now <laughs> Mina Kotz yeah! Yeah! how's it going Mina uh, I was my high school valedictorian boom wow. see I knew, <laughs> I knew why this happened I knew why this happened what did you study at Yale and what does that uh Summa cum laude. What does that mean exactly, and how does that work? I did not graduate college, obviously. I went. I did not graduate. That means that means you're you're up there. Do you have the sweet tassels on graduation day? Uh, no, it, it's just a GPA thing. So, like, if you finish in the top X percent of your GPA, Ooh, they assign percent. it to you. What is the X? What is the X factor there? What is the uh, the exponent of the uh, percentage? It's top one percent, isn't it? I don't know, actually. Top points. Um, uh, yeah, you know. Top you know. Point you know. 
You know, Mina. You should know, by the way. If I was... Summa cum laude. I'd be like, listen, top half percent. <laughs> fucking Yale, dude. Hell yeah. Good for you. Congratulations. Uh, your sports career, though, has been incredible to watch. Now you're co-host of NFL Live, which I would assume is a dream job for everybody in there. NFL Live is one of the constants at ESPN. How have you been enjoying that? What has been your biggest takeaway from the year hosting a daily show about the NFL? Ooh. Um, I love it. I adore it. Speaking of adoring, everybody on that show absolutely adores you. Oh, Marcus good. Spears, Dan Orlowski. Uh, Dan Orlowski. Good people over there. Hey, you guys got good people. big fan. Yeah, I'm a big fan of you guys. Too. We watch it every single day. Mm-hmm. Now, Orlovsky says some very dumb things sometimes, but we are big fans of the show. Swagoo's our guy as well. He's everybody's guy. He's like the most likable human on earth, I think. Like, you know, Ten Q four. rating? I feel like his Q rating is off the charts. I actually, by the way, Pat, I forgot that I was coming on your show today and I think like minutes before you tweeted that I tweeted something about how you should never punt in opponent territory Mm. not realizing that that might be an insult to you or interpreted I don't know how you feel about that it's not an anti-punting stance it's more of an aggressive (laughs) stance I don't know if you saw that but I was a little bit nervous that you saw it right before I came on. Well, I think it was a little bit of an aggressive punter stance that you had right there. But I I think with the analytics and the data and the efficiency of offenses, and I think somebody wrote this at the ringer this morning too, and sorry for not uh, giving, the efficiency of offenses has made the decision to go for it on fourth down in plus territory like a much greater success rate than pinning somebody and getting them to stop. So I think that's an accurate take. I'm not against it. I mean, I do love watching. Uh, a man go out there and pin somebody deep. Boy, that scratches me where I itch. But also, I like seeing an aggressive coach that wants to win the game, and I think the players like it too. So I'm on your side here, Mina. Don't there you? It is. Yeah, don't you? Don't you worry about that. I'm on your Aww, side for that. Has that been something? Do you do big analytics data dives? Is that something you do? Is that your style? Uh, yeah, I'm kind of the analytics, like the nerd representative on the show. I would say, but I've converted. Uh, like Marcus has said. He's really come around to my takes, which are sort of influenced by numbers. You know, it's very pro passing on early downs, very pro going for it, which it sounds like you're on board with as well. Um, Sometimes we'll be at a stance where like we're kind of looking at, okay, should the team go for two here? Should they go for it? And I think as a network, we're now much like coaches in the NFL are listening more to what the numbers tell us. But it's important to remember um, numbers are just a tool. It's just another piece of information. It's like knowing, do I have a running back who's been successful in short yardage situations? It's just another thing to consider when you're making these calls. And so I, I think everyone's sort of coming around to it, but really the nerds and the tape grinders are coming together. That's the goal of our show is to bring everyone together. Oh, yeah, I think you guys are doing a great job, by the way. It's an enjoyable watch every single day. I will say, unless it's 100%, I don't want to fucking hear it, Mina. Okay? That's what I... I don't want to... <laughs> I'm joking. You're out. I'm joking. You're out. I'm joking. No, I'm a, I'm a big stats and analytics guy. Everybody knows that. They call me Statty Patty every once in a while whenever I get into it because I think it is a weapon. Like, I do believe bringing in the super smart humans of our world into sport, I think there's a lot of feel that still has to be in the game. I think there's a lot of that. But I think as the analytics and data become more prevalent i think it's been helping people make a much better decisions but some people live and die by the analytics with zero feel and i feel like even the super numbers people got to be like you got to also have some feel for what's going on in the game right i think and on the other side there are some people who are like just completely reject it right altogether. and i think 
it, I feel like we could be talking about our country right now, but I feel like uh, it, being extreme is not the way to go. It's good to consider all all information. That's what the smart coaches do. That's what like a John Harbaugh does or Bill Belichick, even though he pretends like he doesn't. They're all considering all of that. It is a shame, though, again, to bring it back to the punters. The article you were talking about, I did read this morning. It was by Nora Princiati. It's there it superb. Is. And she talked about how um, the punters now are just kind of like hanging out on the sidelines. And you've got a team like the Saints who have the best third down conversion percentage in the NFL. But sadly, they also have one of, I believe, the three best punters in the NFL yep. in Taos Morstead. So he just has to sit there and watch. And it feels like a little bit of a waste. How did you, as a super nerd, fall in love with football? I mean, obviously... Uh, that's probably a question you hear a lot, but whenever you yeah. talk on NFL Live, whenever you're on your podcast, whenever you're talking now, it's obvious that you are like a diehard football fan. How did that come to be? Because a lot of nerds, I would assume in the uh, world, hate football, <laughs> I would assume. So I, I don't know how, how did you become like a, a diehard fan of football? And by the way, thank you for making our football world a better one with a bigger um, brain and everything like that. Um. I was born, born, I didn't come out of the womb, but I'm a Seahawks fan. My dad was crazy about the Seahawks oh, so growing on, up. Uh, like a lot of people, that's just, that was my induction into football. You know, um, a lot of my earliest memories are just watching Seahawks football with him. So I didn't come through it being interested in the stats and the dots and the numbers. I will say, um, being like a bit of an outsider, and I think you can relate to this as well, the stats, in the same way that I feel like the internet like kind of rose up and embraced you, the stats community really lifted me up and helped me come into football. And it's a way for them sometimes for people who didn't play the game, I think, to get into it and bring some expertise into it, even though most of the time I'm not really talking about stats, I'm just talking about the tape and the matchups, but um, they were really welcoming to me, you know, early on. And so... I'm a Seahawks fan. I try not to be a homer, which is hard when you got a Super Bowl tattoo. But uh, that, like most people, I think fandom really is what brought me to the game. Well, as an analytics person, you know that Aaron Rodgers should win the MVP this year. Yeah. Um, oh, wow. Yeah, no, no, no. I didn't say that. You know it. I didn't. I'm, there. I'm telling you what analytics yeah, people are saying. Mm-hmm. That's what analytics people have been saying, not me. The um, analytics bear out. The stats people kind of boosting you and being like, hey, we wouldn't mind if this human represented us on television or anything like that. I would assume, and this is just from my work on ESPN and the amount of hate that I get. The amount of hate that I get from the standard ESPN fan is... Really? Oh, <laughs> Mina, they hate me. Oh, my God. Now, granted, I think I've potentially won some over here as my time on ESPN has come more and more. But, boy, at the beginning and even now, whenever I hop into college game day and I just start swinging this yeah. thing, I mean, people <laughs> get mad about it, right? So I would assume that whenever you... Whenever you, uh, it shouldn't. I mean, I mean, I, I swing a hammer. I yell loud. I mean, there's a lot of, yeah, you could see how some people would hate me. I would assume that you catch some backlash from some ESPN fans. And how do you deal with that? And do you just know deep down that those people are stooges like I do? Uh, yeah, I've gotten better at it, right? I, I try to follow that old adage don't take criticism from anyone you wouldn't take advice from it's hard sometimes when the criticism is so pointed and i know and you feel it too i've seen you uh clap back a little bit you Mm. know but you have to mina you have to first of all first of all it's funny 
Like, I, if you can make, if I can make a joke, I'm gonna fucking clap. Okay. Yes, you <laughs> have to. I, Too many people yeah. say no. It's like I enjoy the. By the way, as it's a punter, funny. as a punter, I can't talk. I couldn't talk a lot of shit for a long time. But now I got some stooge in his basement tweet me. It's like, oh, you don't think I have time to go through your Twitter account and learn about you? <laughs> I do. Let's go ahead and do this. And everybody's like, take the high road, Pat. It's like, well, what about the fun road? Like, I would, <laughs> this guy, I would like to go. Yeah, yes. Exactly. If somebody is like setting themselves up to be dunked on, and like that tasty alley is right like i i just i can't resist sometimes but i don't i think it, it is you have to really remember it is a minority because i think part of the reason people really like you pat respond to you and i try to embody this as well and i think our show nfl live does is football is fun oh, yeah. and i think there's a lot of i don't know i don't want to say shows but a lot of people they talk about it they treat it like it's like church it's not it's fun it's supposed to be fun. People want to watch people who actually look like they love it and are enjoying it. And that's why people love Tony Romo, by the way. It's not because he can well, predict plays. Yeah. It's because he actually looks like he's fucking enjoying himself listen, on television. Listen. And so I try to invite that. I think you do, too. And I try to remember that most people want to watch that. Football is a celebration. Sports are a celebration. And I, I think that was the big thing whenever I retired. I learned quickly while watching the games. It sounded like everybody was miserable covering the game. It's like, yo, sports are like an escape. Like, hey, this is supposed to be a yeah. good time. And that's why, you know, I do enjoy the vibe of the NFL live show. And I think people enjoy our show. Uh, Tony Romo did have that there for a while. A lot of people have turned on Tony Romo, though, Mina. Mm-hmm. I'm yeah. not really? saying they should have. A lot oh, of yeah. people have turned on oh, Tony yeah. Who's turning on him? Not us. Not us. Not us. Not me. No, oh, not God no. forbid he looks like he's enjoying watching a football game. Yeah. That's so stupid. Sure, some people are saying that he's acting almost like he was a... Uh, Summa cum laude. Oh, yeah. <laughs> talking down to a lot. It's a lot of people are saying that that's potentially what he's doing. We're not saying that. I, Mina, that is not us. No. We are just a real He's very good and underrated, which bothers Like, he's one of the more underrated quarterbacks in our time, but that's. Yeah, people say people are rated exactly where they're supposed to be. The, <laughs> the, um, the, not me. I want to say I am no, Tony no, Romo no, fan. No. I am just relaying messages I've seen on the internet, which is what my job is on a daily basis, Mina. Uh, a couple guys had a question for you. Go ahead, Connor. Yeah, Mina, uh, on the set of NFL Live, have there ever been any takes that Dan Orslovsky has given, whether it be on air or off air, that make you want to smack him in the mouth? I'll go first. It's every time he talks. Uh, I love Dan. I love Speaking of, like, dunking, Dan's, like, complete willingness to be dunked on. (laughs) I I mean, did you see, like, the cup of coffee he posted on the internet? Like, the man has the worst taste in food and beverage. I'll I'll open the kimono a little bit. We were talking about coffee on air, but we were also talking about adult beverages because he saw me post something about drinking whiskey. He only drinks red wine and white claw. That's it. (laughs) (laughs) Easy, I mean, and he just puts himself out there, and I honestly Jesus. like I love his that. love of Carson Wentz is like his the White Claw of takes, right? Like, yeah. Yes. White yeah. Claw, by the way, would be a great nickname for. Uh, well, it's a better nickname for like Adam Thielen than a quarterback. I've been trying to make that happen, but anyway, <laughs> Adam Thielen should be called White Claw. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Can we make name. that happen? It's yeah. a great nickname. Well, right? only if we can get him a sponsorship. Let's talk a little business for Adam Thielen there. <laughs> but White Claw would be a great, a great wa- white wide receiver's name. I mean, that is Caucasian. Claw, maybe even mm, get a little Scotty bit deeper into that thing. Did you say you'd want to open a kimono a little bit there? Are we allowed to laugh at that or no? Um, that is an expression that makes me feel uncomfortable every time I say it. And obviously not just because I'm an Asian woman, but it is, uh, it's like one of those idioms where we were like, oh, open the kimono. Um, 
but I, like I, I will open, continue to open. No, you know what? I'm not going <laughs> to. I wanted to know how we were reacting. My wife uh, is Korean descent. Half Korean. Yeah, half Korean right? as well. We'll so yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's um, it's one of those things where I never know what I'm allowed to do, what I'm not allowed to do, and I just go ahead and go. That's awesome. Let's keep it moving. <laughs> uh, Ty, what do you got? Uh, Mina was working for either ESPN or like the NFL. Always a goal because I assume if you graduate from Yale summa cum laude that you probably had the pick of the litter in terms of what you wanted to do uh, in terms of your career. Um, it was not my goal. I was an investigative reporter out of college writing about like Wall Street. Actually, I don't know if you guys know that during the crisis and like writing about corporate malfeasance. Oh, and then I'm ESPN, surprised they didn't kill you. Thanks for coming over <laughs> to sports. That's like a dead world, right? They, they like kill people over there. I mean, that well, honestly, like people are always like, oh, are you afraid of, you know, being criticizing a football player on TV? And I'm like, no, I got yelled at by lawyers for a living for years, Amen. like real billions style stuff. Um, so I'm not afraid of it. But no, I, I, I was a Wall Street writer and all my free time spent just tweeting dumb shit about football. ESPN noticed they're like, you seem to like football. Would you want to switch? So that. I, you know, I wrote for the first few years at ESPN. I think Tyler Packers. I mean, I know you guys have Rogers on the show a lot. That was mm-hmm. the guy I profiled um, back when I was a writer. And then I just kind of fell into doing this analysis stuff just because I loved it so much. 2020 MVP Aaron Rodgers. Now oh, yeah. we have to go back That's and right. read your uh, profile on him. Can't wait to hear what that is. What's up, Dix? Mina, have you ever used your investigative journalism skills to try to find out if Russell Wilson is fake or he is just that human being all the time that no one can probably stand to hang out with? Yeah, you got to snoop around mm-hmm. a little bit to learn it. Um, I have I have spoken with Russell, and I think he is just always the same. Wow. Really That's okay. what I've been saying this whole time. That's what I've been saying this whole time. Hey, I want to let you know, Mina, there's a guy in this room right now who does not want to hear that right now, and his name is Ty, and he got accepted to Harvard, by the way. No, I I believe it. That just, uh, I would never want to have beer with him or hang out with him. Oh, God. No, no, but this is my theory of quarterbacks, by the way. You either have to be that way, where you're, like, really religious or just, like, a, you know, very, like, strange person, or you have to be, like, the Peyton Manning, Aaron Rodgers, like, super cerebral you know uh like ceo type there's nothing in between you can't just be like a normal chill dude to be an elite quarterback i agree completely by by the way like andrew luck for instance was super nerd super cool super nice i think the one thing he was missing was like a little bit of asshole like he was just too nice of a guy too nice yeah he's too nice i think he was too nice where a lot of things were happening that i think he could have been like Now, I am smarter than you, and also it's my life on the line. I want us to do this. And I think that is the – if I had one negative about Andrew Luck, and I think there is only one, I think that was it, just the way he played football, the way he carried himself, everything like that, is he was too nice of a guy. Mm. Works too hard. Too nice of a man. Cares too much. Like, cares too much. (laughs) Need you to be a little bit of an asshole and say, hey, we're not cutting that guy because you have a personal vendetta. That guy keeps me alive. We need him on a goddamn team. Like, those are types of things you need quarterbacks to be able to do. You know what I mean? You agree? I I couldn't agree more. I actually wonder if Joe Burrow is too normal. I mean, because I love him and he's been playing so well, but he seems like a really chill, normal dude. And I'm kind of... 
Like, all right, let's see how this plays out. Okay, so so you say you have to be super nerd or CEO. In my eyes, I think if you're a beer, like have a beer with guy, also could be a third option. Now, would that be enough to win a Super Bowl? Interesting, because Stafford, right? Mm-hmm. Stafford's a guy you're like, want to have a beer with that guy. And he's, I don't think anybody's like, you know what, Stafford, bad quarterback, even though the Lions stink. I think he has that. Joe Burrow seems to be a guy that you would want to have a beer with or 10. Now, totally. will he be able to take that to the next step? Hopefully we'll be able to see Herbert, by the yeah. way. Yeah. What is Herbert? Is he the super smart guy, you think? He's a nerd. I But he's also an introvert, which is a very rare quarterback archetype, right? Like, that was the rap on him in the draft is everyone, the teams were like, oh, my God, he reads books? He likes science? No. This is bad. This is bad. Um, and, but he, like, first of all, every time they cut to him on the sidelines, it makes me feel so old because, like, I don't want to, like, he looks 13, right? Yeah, like, his yeah. skin, like, he just looks like a baby. Whoa. But he also looks really shy. And it's such a contrast with his playing style, which is, like, Brett Favre, like, it's unbelievable. And it's super, like, wild. He's a gunslinger. But I, I think his personality is the nerd type, and I think it could work. Uh, what was your, did you take the ACTs or the SAT? Just say it's SAT. SAT, what did you get? Oh, my God, you're actually asking me this. Um, uh, yeah, yeah. Wait, this Maurice a- Jones-Drew asked me this while we were calling a Rams game, uh, like during the game, and it was one of the more uncomfortable moments of my career. Um, Why? I got a 15- well, it's weird. 15, I don't want to look like I'm an 15, asshole. 15, no, you're not an asshole. I, let me just tell you why we're having this conversation. We have an intern here mm-hmm. uh, who has rocks for brains. <laughs> he seems to be, you know, potentially... <laughs> in, yeah, yeah, rocks for brains is something. I, I guess that's kind of his... He said he got like a 31 or something on the ACT, which I never, or 33 he's got on the ACT, which I had never taken the ACT. I didn't know anything about. So then they made a comparison to what it would be if in the SAT, it's like a 14 or 1500 yeah. or something like that on the SAT. And, and I just want to let you know from our short conversation with you and reading your resume, if, if he somehow scored higher than you on what would be perceived the SAT, I mean, uh, the test okay. is flawed. We potentially have to kick yeah. him out of the building. <laughs> this is more about seeing where he stacks up. Okay. Yeah, this well, is I an inside the office question, which I can understand why you might uh, like not want to talk about it because you don't want to sound like you're better than anybody else. But we need you to say you're better than somebody right now, <laughs> like in a pretty big way. Did I say that too quickly? I, um, I got a 1560. Yeah, that's pretty good. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> Good what did you get wrong? <laughs> what did you get wrong? Because then in 1600 was a perfect. What did you get wrong? Like two questions on purpose? Um, you know, I'm only half Korean, Pat. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Mina, thank you for joining us. That's a great way to Love end this, I think. Thanks for the support. Watch NFL Live. NFL Live Always. today at... Uh, well, I'm not on today, so you don't have to watch today, but I'm yeah. back on at Friday. It's 4 p.m. every day. 4 p.m. every day, ESPN NFL Live. Also, your podcast, which is great. It's you and your dog. Yeah, you came on once, and we had, honestly, like a 15-minute conversation about what we would ask our dogs if we could talk to them for, um, like, cast a spell and talk to them. Yeah. Um, but it's called the Mina Kimes Show featuring Lenny. It's, it's normally more about football than that. Yeah. My big question was, who do you like more, me or 
Yeah. Me or your mom. <laughs> because then I know. I'd be afraid to ask. And, and I, well, I just need to know who I need to spend more time with. You know what I mean? Like, if this one says you love me more than your mom, cool. I'm only caring about you. Yeah. That bark box that's coming every month, coming to you. You know what I mean? This other one, if you love your mom more, that's cool. Fucking just get out. You're going to have to deal with that yourself. <laughs> that's on you. So that was my answer, I do believe, if I go back. And it's a very selfish answer, but I think it's a pretty real answer. Yeah, I'd say uh, so. By the way, your dad, we did some research, U.S. Air Force vet. Happy Veterans Day. Send our he love is. to him. That's awesome. Thank you. Appreciate that. Shout out to Peter Kimes. Hey, shout, shout out to Peter Kimes. Shout, shout out to Mina Kimes. Thank shout you so me. much for coming on, Mina. Hey, uh, Ryan Phillippe's people have not reached out to us yet. Uh, we'll see how that whole thing pans out. How tall is Ryan Phillippe, AJ? He'd give you he, – he, would he work you? He'd get you, huh? I, he probably is like a black belt in jiu-jitsu. Like I said, I'm a big fan. I came, I came to this situation as a fan of Ryan Phillippe. Okay. Well, and I'm a new fan. I just learned. He is uh, – we're getting a uh, word in our ear. He is five foot uh, – Five foot nine. Nine, nine. I wow. want to say five ten. Give him an extra inch. Maybe make Agent Hawk think he has to sweat a little bit. Mm-hmm. For trying to, you know, spread this slander about Ryan Phillippe. I mean, the issue with me now. So, like for instance, the NBA. Whenever they measure people's height, it's them with shoes on. Mm-hmm. They want the players to be as tall as possible. The NFL does not care about the marketing of how big the players are. They're trying to get you at your absolute shortest. So, so they have you get up on a stage in front of a bunch of people, uh, take off your shirt, take off your pants, you're only in tights, take off your shoes, and then you walk out into the middle of the stage. Okay, I did this at the Senior Bowl, and it's, at a, it's in a theater or whatever, you know? And there's a guy out there with like a, a stick, basically, and uh, he, you stand in front of a, a measuring thing, and the guy pushes your shoulders down and your head down, so you can be the smallest you could potentially be. Now, what is the smallest this sack of fucking bones can be? <laughs> so that's what it'll be. So then they measure you, right? And it's like six one oh oh eight or something like six one in, a, in an eighth or something like that. And then you go and you take your fat ass and you go step right on a scale right next to it and they bat the thing, you know, boom, 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 <laughs> 235 pounds. And then you just walk off, right? And then you put your clothes on and walk away and you're like, that was interesting experience there and then i think why do these people want me to be the shortest i could possibly be those are not great numbers for what normal punters are or kickers are i didn't really know what was good uh but the mb so i am 6 1 forever you put some good shoes on me and i get some lifts it's a shame that in like wwe they can't call me like six foot six because i think i could get up there if i really wanted to but the nfl has listed me at six one the entire time well they used to do that i mean i remember the first time i was watching something you know we figured oh no Oh, no. Oh, no. Whoa. Hey, we have some breaking news here. Uh, forget how tall I am or how tall Ryan Phillippe is or A.J. Hawk, who's like six foot five. Bruce Feldman's reporting that Maryland versus Ohio State this Saturday is getting canceled per source. So is it Maryland? Okay. Does a team in the Big Ten named Maryland who has Tonga Valoa, a quarterback who's playing very well right now and has been covering like a motherfucker for all the sports gamblers, they have COVID in their building? Or is it Ohio State who has COVID in their building? It's Maryland. 
Oh, jeez. Oh, jeez. If that was... Now, listen, we hope everybody survives in Maryland, okay? Mm-hmm. Yep. Listen, that was quite a, a reaction to learning that it was not Ohio State. We'd like Maryland to know. We hope you all survive this outbreak. We hope everything's okay over mm-hmm. there. Uh, everything like that. Obviously, we hope you're safe. But, boy, the Big Ten is pumped that that did not happen to Ohio State. Because if Ohio... It seems like there's there's four games in the SEC that's been postponed or canceled. Uh, now, this one's getting uh, no contest completely in the, the way the Big Ten set this entire thing up. Uh, Michael Lombardi put out a tweet this morning that said Halloween parties are going to catch up to football players or football facilities. And I think that's right. I think it potentially happened. And uh, this is going to be interesting to see how this plays out. So that's one game down. So now the Ohio State Buckeyes will either only be 7-0 and going into the Big Ten Championship at the, at the most. Could go down to six, could go down to five if it happens to another school. This is interesting. This is very, very, very interesting, AJ. Hey, but don't you have to play at least six games to be eligible for mm-hmm. the playoffs? Yeah, well, to, to for the Big Ten Championship, yeah. And I think everybody just assumes if you win the Big Ten Championship, you will be eligible for the college football playoff. Uh, but the college football playoff has come out and said zero rules about what they are expecting or not. And I would assume that is because if they didn't know what was going to happen, if Clemson, Alabama, Ohio State only play three games, they want to be able to go, well, well, (laughs) we made that rule earlier, but what we were talking about was boom, boom, boom. This is interesting. In the Big Ten, by the way, I can't hammer this home enough. Leaving zero COVID wiggle room with allowing eight games in only eight weeks because they initially didn't want the season to happen at all. They give in but go, you wanted it, you got it. It Could bite them in the ass completely with this entire thing. When every other league has the ability to postpone and move things around and survive and get going, the Big Ten leaving no wiggle room could come back to bite them in the ass if the Ohio State ends up getting one little cup of COVID situations, which now here we are with one with Maryland this weekend getting no contest. Well, and it just said that there's an elevated number in the program. So is this the same thing as Wisconsin where they have a bunch of guys and they're basically just going to have to cancel the next three games they play? 21 days. Nobody can play because you tested positive. That's tough. Halloween parties, too. That hurts. But ugly sweater parties are right around the corner, too. So what's yeah. going to happen right before bowl season? Well, and what about the Thanksgiving? I mean, let's oh, not even jeez. Yeah. I mean, Thanksgiving, pretty big day to gather. all of us. Can't do it. Mm-mm. Don't give any thanks this year. No. Be arrogant. <laughs> There's no way any NFL teams held, like, their normal Halloween parties, though. Nah, nobody can't. Can't do it. Won't do it. it though. If you did, it would probably be the safest thing you could do. You'd make a rule like, hey, you have to wear a full-blown, like, oh, mascot nice. mask, like head. You have to be – your character has to be, like, a head that you can't take off. Yeah, but something will happen where, you know, somebody – there'll be a drink or a yeah, bottle yeah. or Season something or something. There'll be something that happens with somebody doing something, and somehow two will become 50. Or, by the way – Two will somehow not spread at all, which seems to be happening on the field in the NFL, which uh, was something that was talked about yesterday. A.J. Dillon played an entire game with COVID. Nobody else got it. It it does stay on mascot surfaces for longer, I read. (laughs) Okay. That's a fucking new (laughs) info. (laughs) By the way, that, that would be a stat that would come out. Is like uh, hard hard objects. It could be on there for three to four weeks. I think was one of the original reports. Like, uh, don't look people in the eyes. You know, can jump uh, uh, from your eye duct to your other eye mm-hmm. duct. Don't even look people in the eyes. And then it would have been right on par for back like what a couple months ago for them going mascot heads. Now big problems. Probably why sports won't be able to happen is because the mascots are super spreaders with all their dancing, sweating, mm-hmm. and moving and grooving and gyrations of their hips. Need to cut that out. That 
would have been something that would have came out just weeks ago. I wonder how if Ohio State misses another game and they're at six and then the shot clock is on for them to get, what, four more games in without getting another one? I mean, that's whenever the conversation will really build around the Big Ten, leaving zero wiggle room uh, for eight games in eight weeks when they could have easily started a couple weeks before that, uh, like what everybody else did, and give themselves a chance and you know really care about the student human athletes that have dedicated their entire life to a sport and education. But now, no, no, because you're in Columbus, Ohio, and somebody in Maryland happened to pick potentially get go you can't play in a bowl game or you can't play because these are our rules interesting this is going to be very interesting to see how it plays out hope everybody survives okay hope everybody survives but this is going to be very interesting for the big 10 well it's not surprising i mean what do we say when the big 10 announced that they were coming back i said all right cool why are we waiting six weeks to implement this like when they're already on campus they're already practicing yeah. going through conditioning workouts everything I'm, we said it we said it right when it happened like you set yourself up for this. It's not like it's a surprise. We all knew teams are going to get it. It's going to spread a little bit, but you just left yourself no room. So here we are. And I, I think they should have let they should let teams go out and try to schedule a game quick. It's Wednesday. You think Ohio State could get somebody to play? You know the issue. They're not allowed to. I don't think. Right? That was I know it. they're not. Nebraska wanted to and earlier, and they didn't let them because and- they used the guys of like, hey. They don't test their players like we test in the Big Ten. They, that's how they used it. But I, I was like, hey, if you can get a team to come in here and play, I think you should be able to do it. And Nebraska doing that, by the way, uh, kind of like pulled a, a pin on a lot of media people being like, is Nebraska supposed to be in the Big Ten? Like there was almost like a move because Nebraska tried to do that. Nebraska, since the beginning, wanted to play. There's almost been like a turn on like Nebraska shouldn't be in the Big Ten. Am I, is that inaccurate? I, I feel like I seen that. It hurt that. Is that not accurate? I don't, I don't. I am not aware of that. You think because of how they've handled the COVID situation, people say they shouldn't be in the Big Ten? It just feels like there's been a narrative that Nebraska shouldn't be in the Big Ten for some reason. Think, their relationship with the Big Ten isn't working. Is Nebraska new to the Big Ten? This yeah, season? they used to be in the Big 12. I think that's what a lot of it is. Like, Nebraska's out ahead of this. They're making all these. And it's like, well, you guys kind of also fucking stink. So, you know, like, uh, you shouldn't be, like, the re- representative yeah. of the Nebraska. Big Ten. I think that's how a lot of Big Ten fans felt. Okay. So I did know that was a narrative, mm-hmm. but it is very interesting that they did try to schedule it. They did want to do it, and then they were kind of turned down for the whole thing. It's it's a wild time. Hey, it's a wild time. And you know, I think the biggest problem, the biggest problem is we got a general that's deciding to sleep in on the job, take yeah. days off because oh, he has yeah. paid time off. Jeez. He's a booze hound at night. He's got wine or scotch or liquor or tequila. Where he could get. And he's asking, like, do I need to drink more or drink less? It's like, oh, worry about that tomorrow. Why do I even ask that question? General Bob Carpenter has been resting on his goddamn yawnies here. This guy's letting these types of things happen without raising one stink, which is a big deal on these internet streets. And I'm reading his tweets, and he's asleep on the goddamn wheel. God. Well, I, I think if there's anything that could kind of wake him up from his hibernation, you know, he got a little comfortable because he made things happen. He got the Big Ten rolling mm-hmm. again. I think this right now, when Ohio State getting the game canceled because of the other team having issues, I think this may wake uh, General Bob up just a little bit. Yeah, he's he's probably still asleep right now. You <laughs> mm-hmm. saw his tweet last night. I mean, you saw it, General. I mean, if he if he somehow he- like heard this real time, he would instantly like send a video probably of him deadlifting on Twitter. You're right, Pat. I'm not asleep. I've been up for 14 hours. (laughs) (laughs) Is General Bob Carpenter one of the most interesting people to ever exist? Yeah, he he very well may be. Yeah. He has a very unique brain. Yeah, Bobby is very, 
He's he's special. He's a special guy to be around. Let's go to the phones. Let's go to another uh, special Dude, person. I mean, like special, unique. He brings a lot to the table. Yeah, 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 yeah. We oh, by sure. the way, we've talked to him. We yeah. we understood yeah. exactly what you meant. Let's he go to let's go to Chase in Wisconsin. What's going on, Chase? All right. Oh, jeez. 21 days. He's sleeping, too. Let's go to Stu in Montana. What's going on, Stu? It's big, Stu. Hey, what's going on, boys? Let's go, Stu! Let's go! Let's go, Stu. He's a Montana boy. Uh, well, listener, first-time caller. Sorry to cut you off. Ah, uh, no, it's okay. What part of Montana are you in, pal? Uh, right now, I'm in Baker working, but I'm from Billings. Oh, uh, okay. Billings. Uh, obviously, that's where school is, I believe. Oh, yeah. Well, one of them. Nice. Not some million dollar shot kid or ten thousand dollar shot kid. That was in Bozeman. Yeah, that's Montana State kid. We're talking about uh, University of Montana. Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah, that's Missoula. Oh, fuck close. Shit. What's, What's in Billings? Yeah, we're getting there. What's in Billings? Uh, me for one. <laughs> oh uh, hell yeah, we dude. Got, nailed it. You know, we got some water towers. There's a small school, like a little community college. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right, appreciate that, man. Oh, hockey rink. Oh, hockey rink. Whoa. Okay, all right. Friday night, go pay five bucks. Skate till you can't. I, yeah, I big, big water towers yeah, it's there. like 300 bucks for a year. They make us play or pay to play. But all right, what do you want? what it is. I missed my calling. Yeah, well, you're doing. maybe this is your calling, this call right here. What do you want to talk about, Bub? Hey, there we go. So I got a question. One of the best things that happened from this election is uh, – Montana passed recreational uh, marijuana, you know, good for the vitamins. Yeah. was wondering if you plan on investing in the recreational market before it gets big, you know, like some further brand, Stu. purple kush or Stu. something like that. Stu, I've tried my best. It's like the goddamn... A fucking boomstick? You got to really... Oh, yeah, we did. We, we actually tried to create <laughs> something. The issue is, in all these states that are legalizing the vitamins... Uh, there's only a certain amount of licenses, and then the licenses seem to be going to people who have, you know, high connections. Now, could I go kiss the ring of a bunch of people potentially somewhere and try to get in those conversations? I probably could. It's going to be tough for me to do that. But yeah, I am very open to getting into that particular world as an investor um, yesterday. Like, I, yeah, very much so, AJ. I, I think Ohio, what, just passed medical? Don't you guys have medical? It's medical, not, not recreational. But I, what do you mean? I, I'm sure there are plenty of big uh, cannabis companies out there that they would gladly take your money. We know you're a high-wealth individual. They would easily let you invest. <laughs> What's your problem? You can't, you're not getting your own license to open up a dispensary, but, hey, they would definitely take your money. Yeah. McAfee's marijuana. Bro, I have a lot of ideas. <laughs> I have a lot of ideas over there, and I would like to dive into that world a lot. If I'm, you know, like, you go back to before the Marlboro time the the tobacco mm-hmm. takeover and now the way that whole thing came out obviously not great but if you could i think that's what marijuana i think the marijuana wave of money that is about to just come in now sports gambling obviously very big i think 1.6 billion dollars was gambled in indiana uh this past month i believe 1.6 billion that was for fanduel i believe in all states well in 1.6 billion in all states on fanduel is gambled like that's a great business but i believe the marijuana business is about to be a a massive booming and it's not going to fall off no, i think no. that thing is just going to keep on going and i believe there's a lot of forces fighting against it by the way uh, tobacco is one of them. Alcohol is another one. Pharma is another one. And those three are pretty large lobbyist groups. Cartels. Yeah. Aren't cartels working against it too? I would assume, yeah, cartels are probably against it. And they probably have lobbyists, by the way. I would assume cartels do have lobbyists in D.C. So you're, you're talking about big lobbyist groups that are going against it. But at some time it will hit. And there will be a handful of people that will get very wealthy off of it. 
And hopefully those people will do, you know, the right thing and spread the wealth to other people that potentially want to get into business. But boy, I think there's going to be a couple people who are just going to make uh, bazillions of dollars and they're going to be the people that get the licenses in every single state. Yeah, I, I think you're, you're, you're probably, we're probably, it's probably happening right now, but oh yeah, states also, the states are the ones that get all that extra tax revenue. That's when, uh, that's when you see states start to, to legalize. Oh, the Indiana governor. Oh, he wants uh-oh. to see more research. <laughs> all right, come the fuck on, buddy. All right. Give us much rain more. Water. In uh, <laughs> Rainwater, the, uh, the libertarian gubernatorial, I watched the gubernatorial debates, okay? I watched the gubernatorial be- debates of Indiana. And they were, they were electric, obviously. And uh, the Governor Holcomb, who's the uh, incumbent, I do believe, mm-hmm. he won again, Republican, uh, he's obviously super against it for whatever reason. Uh, I don't know what it would be. Maybe because the hippies way back in the day painted it in a bad light or something like that. I don't know. Maybe I have no idea why you'd be against it, but his big stance was, I want, I want to see more research that it actually helps anything like that. Rainwater off the top rope goes, oh, so you're telling us 37 states worth of research wasn't enough? <laughs> it was like a real, it was a real hot topic. And it feels like it's getting to the point where even the most Republican or conservative of states are potentially looking at the, uh, the benefits economically and everything else that could really go but it's going to take some time to turn some people man i have no idea why but it's going to take some time i assume yeah well the the weird stigma that comes with it i think the older generation younger kids don't have that like they don't no no it's not a big deal to them at all talk to a high school or college kid now okay like you mentioned weed they're like what do you mean like that's that's water to them (laughs) yeah yeah, yeah, it's just about right. 420 yeah, yeah. Yeah. somewhere, dude, isn't it? Think of the states, though. How much pressure would you have if you were a governor, you were someone trying to to bring in money for your states, whatever state you're running? Think about it, though. With the COVID situation, we're, yeah. they're going to need some cash, man. Well, not only that with the COVID situation, but if you look at, like, your infrastructure and you have the worst potholes in America, like you have the worst roads in America and things haven't really been updated in a long, long time and there's other stuff, you would think you would be a state that has great farmland, too, that, like, People and researchers have said, like, hey, this state could really do well if it was to be at. You would think if you were a governor, you would feel some sort of like, hey, I'm here to help this state and make this place better. I don't care what the political party. You would think that would start to happen. But I'm, I'm here to tell you, the gubernatorial debate I saw, it was not. <laughs> it was not even in the conversation. But we will wait until that day and we will drive to Illinois, Michigan and Ohio. Mm-hmm. Uh, all the states around oh, Indiana uh, that have some sort of things but shout out to indiana for overturning cbd last year yeah that was pretty cool that was a cool day let's go to the phones there's 97 cbd shops within a two mile radius of your your place right there yeah there there are yeah there's a couple water pipe stores too right down here to inhale your cbds which is very nice overpriced but you gotta do what you gotta do when you gotta smuggle things into indiana it's probably tough for them let's go to joe in iowa what's going on joe what's up boys how's it going hey not too shabby bob how are you over there in iowa I'm hanging in there, Dirty D, Dubuque, Iowa, living the dream. How about yourself? Oh, nice. Go Hawks, bro. Go Hawks. Everything's good over here. What do you want to talk about, brother? All right, so I'm a Bears fan, Bear Down, Dorito. Um, actually got a quick question for AJ Hawks. So my mom went to St. Norbert where the Packers have spring training. We went and visited and accidentally walked in on a team meeting where Big Mike was at the stage and Aaron Rodgers was sitting there. Our whole family is shell-shocked. No one speaks, and I have an autistic brother, and he just yells, Go Bears, in front of the entire fucking team. And then we get escorted out from security. 
since then, Aaron Rodgers has personally caused me, I think, 14 terrible days of defeating the Bears. Nice. My goal is to watch the Bears at Lambeau beat the shit out of the Packers. Let's go. So, Never gonna happen. Yeah, it's probably not going to happen. It's going to happen two weeks. Keep dreaming, Bob. Let's go to Jonathan in Tennessee. Hey, AJ, you remember that? Uh. Big Mike, I don't think, ever stepped foot at St. Norbert's. That's the dorm we stayed at. We never had meetings there, so I don't know where he walked in on everybody. Oh, uh, so you're, you're questioning the validity of that guy's story, which I think Ryan Phillippe did to you yesterday. Maybe he yeah. was inside the bowels of Lambeau, and he somehow stumbled into the team meeting room, which I don't think would ever happen because I never saw an outsider inside the, the, the halls of Lambeau. Speaking of bowels, sorry, you just that would be crazy to be there. Do you remember when we were in the bowels of that casino? In the Bahamas? Oh, yeah. Of course. Bro, we were in Ocean's Eleven. Somehow we ended up in these hallways where there was like a vault like right here. Like Whoa. We, we, they were closing the door and there was like $450 million just sitting behind <laughs> And it. we're just walking around. I got my championship belt from that golf tournament yeah. on my shoulder. And uh, like the people are just like, oh. And then we slowly got like shuffled out of there. The, the bowels of places, I can tell you, the casino... There was there was all white paint. There was no mm-hmm. windows. It, it, there was a lot of cr- a lot of turns, so you mm-hmm. couldn't really see. We were the only people in like six different hallways until we weren't, and then there was a lot of people in there. <laughs> that just reminded me of that of that guy walking around fucking Lambo in the bottom and the bows down there. Like that's where all the magic is made. What's up, Nick? No, I was just, it, you'd be amazed where you can get to in areas if you just walk around casually and don't say anything. Yeah, you, you see this belt? Good. You see this belt? This is basically what we did. It's a good book. We walked into a door that we probably weren't supposed to be in. Just kind of walked in behind the guys who opened the door. And we just walked. By the way, to our credit, we thought it was the right place. Yeah. We just started walking, and that person turns left. And we're like, ah, I guess we'll just keep going straight here. And we just walk around. We turn a corner. And I think everybody just saw the belt and was just like, oh. Let him in. Congratulations. Like, we could have Ocean's Eleven that thing if we really had any sense of where we were at the time. Yeah, I mean, probably. And the way I got my teeth kicked in at the casino, they could have <laughs> at least thrown me a couple hundos to go back up there and give it right back. You are a consummate loser at the casino. Not consummate. Yeah. The Shazier night, man. It was well, you know, that's a good lesson for anyone out there. If you're going to play blackjack, you know, don't sit next to a guy who played in the NFL, started, you know, was a first-round pick. He's got a little bit more scratch than you do. <laughs> Can't thank you enough for choosing to listen to this dumbass show every day. Five days a week, Monday through Friday, podcast Pat McAfee Show 2.0 comes out. Every day gets dumber and dumber. Today was no exception. Big thanks to all the guests and all of you, all the boys. Um, And we will see you tomorrow for a beautiful Thursday. Mm -hmm. Big Thursday night football matchup tomorrow. Oh, yeah, Mm Colts-Titans. That's a big fucking game. Huge game. Huge game. AFC South lays in the balance. Huge game. Huge game. Huge game. Huge. Huge show. Huge show. Okay. <laughs> will be a blast. Be a friend. Tell a friend. Um, also, subscribe, rate, and review, I think is what I'm supposed to say at the end of these things. We've been mm-hmm. doing it for four years. I've never really said that. Well, you know, you should do it if you get some time. If you, yeah, if you have time. Mm-hmm. Taking a shit, go ahead and go downer. Yeah. If you have a good review of this show, uh, somebody will give you some merch. Yeah. That's fair. Probably Zito will read through them. Mm -hmm. All right. That's the show. Please play some independent music, Ty, and send these people on the greatest Wednesday in the history of Wednesdays. Happy Veterans Day. Thank a vet if you have a chance to. Uh, And we'll be back manana. Cheers.